0: A real bodice ripper contains explicit... Salacious... Delicious... Not safe for work content. Isn't that great? But no, seriously, listener discretion is advised. A real bodice ripper. 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 I don't know Here goes nothing. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, there's a lot to say. There is a lot to say. How does one find a place to begin? With the flame and the flower. Oh, welcome, my goodness! Welcome. We call ourselves
1: a a real bodice ripper, ripper.
0: and today we are bringing the original bodice Bodice ripper. ripper That's who you, our readers. Yes, by (laughs) by many accounts, the flame and the flower by Catherine Woodwiss is like the bodice ripper that started it all. There are many arguments to that. Some people say it was more like. It start before that, maybe. You know, we're even thinking like, what's the Gone with the Wind? You know, yeah, could have been a bodice ripper. But, yeah. but this book, according to my research, contained actual depictions of sex. So yes, and kind of, uh, yeah, if you want to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we have a we have a novel. We have an episode coming up, and the very far future on Jessica Kane. <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> this is not a Jessica novel, but nope. the point is that. For the time, I think this was very sexy, and it, it featured a, a man and a woman kind of touching on the cover, which was oh. very scandalous at the time. Super scandalous. Very scandalous. Yes. So, I'm Rachel. And I'm Jesse, And welcome to A, a Real, Real Bodice, Bodice Ripper. Ripper, a podcast that explores the delicious... Guilty, and sometimes problematic pleasure that is found in romance novels. Yes. Sometimes problematic. (laughs) Sometimes. Boy, oh boy. Get your bingo cards out for this one, everyone. (laughs) (gasps) We should make bingo cards. Yeah, maybe we should. (gasps) That would be so fun. I know. And then everyone... Can play along. Yes. Yes. And then when you win, we'll send you a button. Because I have buttons. We do. We have. That's a drum roll. Brrr. A real bodice ripper buttons. Yeah, they're really cute. And they're purple. <laughs> they're purple and fun and lovely. My uh, friend Sean, who has an Etsy shop called Magic Havoc, um, and I do a different podcast with him all about cults, mm. uh, he made us some buttons because so he nice. makes buttons. and thank so you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. I love <laughs> them. And, yeah, if we made ourselves a bingo card and, like, had Things like tropes and, and certain situations and all that. That would be really fun. That would be. That would just be fun to make. Yes. And I think you could play it with a lot of romance novels. Yes. <laughs> like anytime you sit down to read, just be like, let's check out that little bingo card today. Like, let me put it this way. What's it called when the entire card's marked off? It's oh, blackout. Blackout, right. This, this is a blackout look, romance novel bingo kind of. The flame and the flower hits yes everything if it, it, you know what it, if you're looking for it this book has got it but yeah. also it's a very specific book like I I'll, I don't know how, how else to say that it's like I don't know if it's gonna be everyone's cup of tea oh yeah um some of us namely myself might not have even finished this book Whoa. <laughs> despite trying desperately hard but I tried and I couldn't this is the first time well no no sorry uh, this is the second time one of us has had a DNF. Yeah. Did not finish. Um this book, if I'm not mistaken, is 600 or some pages long. Yes. The Lord of the Rings, <laughs> for example. <laughs> I can't I can't look this. I don't have this like on me right now. We don't have like a laptop set up where we can look this up, but like it, it's also up there. But I think this is I feel like this is longer. Is so long. And it is so much of it is pointless action i feel like it's not furthering the story Mm -hmm. it's not even like building good characters it just is we're (laughs) gonna get into this more but basically this book is like a lot of forced proximity between two people who hate each other i guess grow to love each other and then a very half half-baked murder mystery plot thrown into the last 20% of this book. Yeah, cuz you know, why just have a romance when you can just add that in at the end. It's it's just like a book that's trying to be everything, but it just needs to be one thing and it's not. So, anyway, I guess we should get into it. Yeah, let's tell you a little bit about The Flame and the Flower, published in 1972. It is the First of the Birmingham books by Kathleen Woodwiss. And here is our description. The flower, doomed to a life of unending toil, Heather Simmons fears for her innocence until a shocking, desperate act forces her to flee, and to seek refuge in the arms of a virile and dangerous stranger. The flame. A lusty adventurer married to the sea, Captain Brandon Birmingham courts scorn and peril when he abducts the beautiful fugitive from the tumultuous London dockside. But no power on earth can compel him to relinquish his exquisite prize, for he is determined to make the sapphire-eyed lovely his woman and to carry her off to far, uncharted realms of sensuous, passionate love. He takes her to South Carolina. (laughs) I I mean, that was a pretty accurate description of South Carolina, (laughs) I I think. Listen, I'm not trying to talk shit about South Carolina (laughs) to our South Carolina fans. I'm fine. I'm just saying, like, it it makes it sound like he, you know, has all this sex with her. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm about to read about Kathleen Woodwiss. Yeah. She is very famous. Um okay, so Kathleen Woodwiss is an American novelist known for pioneering the historical romance genre no- as we know it today. Kathleen married her husband at the ripe age of seventeen. Yeah. While her husband's military career took them to Japan for a few years, she spent time as a model and also began writing her first novel. Frustrated by how long it took her to write by hand, she bought her husband an electric electrical typewriter for Christmas, but soon appropriated it. To assist her endeavor to write her first novel. I okay. love that. <laughs> the verb appropriate. She's, like, She's like, and now it's mine. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you know, I this, hope do you like you. your gift. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Flame and the Flower was her debut novel, and it was initially rejected by agents and hardcover publishers for being too long. It was 600 pages, and I fucking believe it. Yep. Woodwiss ignored the advice said of the book mm. and instead took it to paperback publishers where Avon books quickly snatched it up. Good on them. Yeah. The book was revolutionary. Revolutionary. It is. People I mean, in the streets marching. Well, yes. So many people. If you go look at Kathleen Woodwiss's like obituary page, because rest in peace, she mm. has left us. Um, everyone's like, this book changed my life. This book made me feel sexy. This, you know. I, yeah. So no matter what we have to say about tonight, this book did change lives for a lot of people. It did. Um, featuring an epic historical love story, a strong heroine. I must have missed her. <laughs> I, <laughs> that was my <laughs> did own <you>? comment. <laughs> yeah, a strong heroine somewhere. I, I'm sure there was a strong heroine in this book. Yes. Okay. I might have missed it. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, strong. she's totally, definitely a strong heroine. Mm-hmm. A strong yes. heroine. And actual sex scenes, see? That's what made it very different from the time. Mm -hmm. The Flame and the Flower is credited with spawning the modern-day romance genre, being the first of its kind to follow the main characters into the bedroom. It also influenced a new style where romances tended to be historical and feature a helpless heroine Uh and a hero that rescues her, sometimes from the situation he has (laughs) caused himself. Was that also you? (laughs) No, no, that that was that's what they said. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that was this book? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to argue. was published 12 best-selling novels with over 36 million copies in print. Okay. Yes. So, obviously a very influential book, very problematic, but it you know, it for the 70s when it came out, I you know, I don't think there's any denying that it was not it, it was a it was steamier than other books. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I guess so like things like Gone with the Wind Like, that was a historical thing that had a romantic storyline in it, but it didn't also follow them into the bedroom for the sex. Everything's alluded to. Yes. (laughs) No, I mean... So imagine that those books existing where there's a romance aspect. Mm-hmm. And then there's this book where Brandon says things like you are mine, <laughs> you belong to me. Mm-hmm. No one will ever taste the joys of your body and when I snap my fingers, you will come. Yep. So that's yeah. a huge shift. And yeah. that is a direct if I'm not mistaken, I think a p- almost verbatim quote from the book. Yes. I I can't believe you remembered it so well. <laughs> Very I'm good. caffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to go. Um, yeah, so we have some ratings to mm-hmm. kind of help give you an idea of what you're getting into when you look at this book. And so our first rating is our spice rating. Whew. How spicy, hot, sexy is this the, book? Yeah, the buildup, the sex itself, the yeah. tension, the romance. And this being the first of the All the modern day romances, I gave it a whopping 1.0 out of 5. (laughs) One being the low end of the spectrum. Yes. Not one (laughs) being number one. Yeah. um, I also gave it a one. And I did, because it's not a zero. There's definitely some spicy dialogue, and there is a lot of sexual tension here. Not always healthy, but. It's there. It is. It exists, and it's there. And um, it, like right at the beginning, practically, we get oh a nice God. little rape scene to get us going. Right. Um, this this whole episode is huge. Trigger warning. There's a oh. lot of discussion of sexual assault. So yes, you know, take care. Yes, please be aware of that. Yeah. Um, because this was like it be kind of kind of became a trope, which was the whole like. The woman that is raped by someone and then ends up marrying him and being with him, and then it is kind of okay that she was raped, I guess. Right. It it puts it's an entirely new spin on Stockholm syndrome. It's yeah, right. And we'll (laughs) we'll get into that too because it's yeah, that's like that's how they meet. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's it is so problematic. It's like it's like if you took all. It's like a problematic hot pocket it's just like layers and layers of hot problematic shit yeah <laughs> sorry <I don't laughs> know, it's it's like a layer it's like an onion it, there's just there's you, you, more you, layers and problems underneath yeah you're I mean, like okay this layer oh there's more and i think to a certain extent like there's like sometimes there's and it's not like taboo it's not like we're talking about the, it's taboo therefore problematic it's like no it's there's like deeply unhealthy stereotypes and tropes in this book that are yes not okay so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah we each gave it a 1 um like by the end they are having consensual sex with each other um but even then it it's they they aren't great oh. sex scenes um they're kind of very wordy and mostly alluded to in yeah. a way like it's it was there it's in the bedroom but it's not like you don't read it and Get a great image of what's happening because they're described well. It's flowery, very flowery. And I think, like you know, again for this this time period, maybe that was, again, really something. Well, and Um, if it's groundbreaking that they're having sex in this book and being described, I can understand it kind of having this very flowery entry level. The one for me was definitely more of the dialogue and the 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 tension that built up to the sex scenes. It was never. The sex itself—that yes. was something to write home about for sure. Yeah, wasn't that fun? Um, tropes. Our next rating is the trope. Does this book have some tropes? What, out of a scale of one to five, what would you give this in a trope rating? A ten. Yes, a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense with this being kind of the original. Uh they have a lot of the tropes that mm-hmm. you end up kind of seeing later on. You have the enemies to lovers, you have forced proximity, you have um the most beautiful woman ever to exist that doesn't realize she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Alpha male. Super alpha male. Also kind of like he's like a captain, so there's kind of that piratey kind of vibe to I guess, it. Yeah. Um and, I mean, they're not pirates, but, you know, who's the captain kind of, of the Kind of a forced sea. marriage. Yes, yeah, some forced marriage. Some Im- some very immediate pregnancy-ness. Breeding. Breeding. Uh... Not enthusiastically. <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like once she gets pregnant and is well into it, she's already planning for future babies. <laughs> it's true. And everyone <laughs> likes to tell her that... We'll get into it. Everyone likes to tell her that, like, oh, your husband, the way he looks to you, I can tell your belly will will never be without babies. <laughs> oh good. <laughs> oh, this is what I wanted. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks, I hate um, it. So yeah, there's a lot of tropes in this one. And then overall rating mm-hmm. of the book. I myself could not finish the book. So <laughs> I gave it a 1.0. <laughs> you guys, I tried so hard. And I would sit there and I'd read it for hours. And then only like 4 or 5% would go down <laughs> on, yeah. the, on the progress bar. And then I would fall asleep while reading it. It was just, it was, it was rough. <laughs> I, I had no problem finishing it. It did take me a while because it's 600 fucking pages. Mm. Um, but I gave it a 25 And that was, I think I'm being very generous. I think I'm being very generous. There are some parts of the book I actually do like, but it's only if you take out that and then pretend other parts of the book didn't happen. Because as a whole, I really couldn't say I liked it. Yeah. But, like, there are certain parts of the book where I'm like, okay, like, if this were just the book, maybe, and you took out, like, the rape and Mm -hmm. racism and... (laughs) Anyway, so. all those fun things. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Anyway, so that's yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. Um, and Goodreads <clears throat> actually has given this a four point zero six. So there are defi- There's an audience for the book. There are a lot of people that appreciate it and mm-hmm. have enjoyed it. And I do feel like half of the reviews that I've seen are people that are saying like, "For what it was," mm-hmm. da da da, or like as the titular thing like Mm -hmm. it's always qualified Mm -hmm. (laughs) they can't so to me i'm like well then you clearly don't just like the book for being itself like (laughs) you're kind of you're giving it a pass because of what it was in the history of romance right right so yeah (sighs) okay so our characters i mean i think we should because for the sake of time i feel like we should kind of just go over the basic ones because there's so much oh, yeah. this book, 600 pages. We're going to have to like, we're going to have to gallop at full speed through this book. <laughs> yes. Well, <clears throat> and yeah, because there's so much boring action, we can probably just end up touching on some of the big themes and issues because <laughs> yes. there are many. Um, but yeah, so our main characters, we have our flower, Heather Simmons. Oh, Heather Simmons. She is a young 18 year old woman now um she has come into her womanhood at age 18 she is down on her luck but (laughs) she is the most beautiful woman to ever exist on page 200 something she is (laughs) described as Ah, my lady Heather, your beauty bursts upon this soul as does the open tide of spring upon the forests. Jeff sighed. That's a creepy brother. He comes in later. (laughs) Flamboyant in his praise, having had several bourbons during his somewhat lengthy wait, you are as tender to my sight and taste as the first plump berry of the summers. This is her husband's brother. Yeah, you you guys, people do not respect that she is not available. (laughs) No, like men want to fuck her and women want to be her and it's the yep. same thing with brandon they're like the most two attractive people so yes. she's she is like young beautiful like dark black hair and those and she's sapphire eyes, eyes. She's, right. irish, she's irish or like well her mother was irish her mother was and irish. then her father was english so she's like she's got that uh black irish mm-hmm. in her um and She's just the most beautiful thing to ever exist, and no one can think straight around it. Yeah, she has no idea. She has no idea that she's beautiful. She doesn't understand the opposite sex at all. Um, And people, like the women, not only do they want to be her, but they're also kind of like hate her for her beauty. Like her aunt hates her. All those haters. Mm -hmm. Why are they hating? They're hating uh but they are um mm-hmm. so obviously she's having a hard time she lost her father and uh is living with this aunt that likes to pinch her a lot an aunt's like abusive it's very like harry potter yes <laughs> you know? like it's very harry potter like living yeah. with the aunt not well, I don't know if the, I forgot that's harry's yeah aunt. it's their his aunt uh his, his mother's sister so yeah. Right. He, they're abusive, they make her clean. They basically the the aunt. She's like Cinderella takes, practically. Yeah, she takes all this pleasure in telling her that she's the sin of she's like yeah. basically from the devil because she doesn't like her because she's Irish. And yeah. then she also kind of thinks that she's basically a whore. And I yeah. she call, like just basically calls her as such because I don't know. It's it's yeah. bad. She's a mean person. Because she's so beautiful. So she's like, well, you are just gonna be the worst. But I'm gonna make sure you stay a spinster. Mm -hmm. That'll be what I do, so that you can stay a god-fearing woman. And here she is, also like she's been tasked and burdened with keeping uh, Heather a spinster, so that she doesn't like torment any men. Yes. Um, So that's 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 Heather, everybody. When we first start off the book, and as you imagine, she's not. She's not happy, so. No. Um, and our other main character is Brandon Birmingham. Oh, Brandon, Brandon Birmingham. We have another dark-haired beauty in this man. I what he looks like. I don't even. He has long, dark black hair, and he has green eyes, I believe, like. Emerald. Her eyes are sapphire. His eyes are emerald. We got some gemstone (laughs) eyes going on here. (laughs) Um, Everyone's very pretty in the eyes. And he is always well-dressed. He is... Like an Adonis. An Adonis. He is all man. And he has fucked all the ladies. Of course. All of them. And they are all happy to have had a moment in his presence. It, yeah, it's very like Hawk from uh, oh, Beyond Hawk. the Highland Mist. <laughs> I like love Hawk compared to him. I'm yeah, <laughs> not, not do just saying oh, something. <laughs> <yeah>. Um. <sighs> Anyway, yeah. <laughs> if you listen to that other episode, you know what a fucking doozy Hawk was. And yeah. so if we're saying he makes he makes Hawk look like a a, a great guy. A great, <laughs> so a great catch. Um then that that is something. <laughs> um yeah, and he is as all good ro- romance heroes are, he's wealthy. Uh, he's got he's a he's a man to do. He's got a he's got a lot. And uh, a boat. He's a captain. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a, it, we'll, we'll get into Brandon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's always angry.
1: <laughs> He's got a has, great temperament.
0: Yeah. Some anger problems. He's got and, some boundary issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and he is from America. Um. Uh, right. She's She's British. He is here in London on his final trip because after this trip, after trading and taking some goods back to America, he is going to settle down. He's now engaged to a woman named Louisa who um, is a childhood friend. That he's known all his life. That he's also slept with quite a bit. And he just really wants her family's land. It seems a very much a marriage of convenience. Oh, like, yeah. It's not super passionate, but... Not passionate at all. Like, mm-mm. they slept together, but it's not because they liked each other. to write home about. And we'll get into that more later because, you know, no one compares to Heather. <laughs> no uh, one. So no one compares one compares to heather <laughs> right so yeah basically this book can be broken down into three parts the first part yes. is in, in london in london and then they're on the boat and then they're in charleston that's the three parts of this book yes the boat part's really long the boat, <laughs> i don't know why it's so fucking long but anyway yeah that, So we we open in London. We open in London. She's obviously a Cinderella to her aunt. Yes. And the aunt's brother comes. Yes. And this man. Oh, one thing you'll notice is that everyone who is not Heather and Brandon, almost everyone, is overweight and unattractive. And it's it's very shamey. It's so body shamey. Mm -hmm. Like there was I was reading a line where it said the giant woman or the huge woman came over and I was like, why are you describing all these people like this? It's like just because they were bad people, Kathleen needed to then make them physically unattractive and I don't even think some of the aspects are unattractive yeah (laughs) it's just like it's just she 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 gave all these negative connotations to anyone who wasn't of fucking Heather's body type which is like I don't know like perfect Perfect. (laughs) 18 year old (laughs) I don't know yeah perfect little like whatever hasn't even completely finished (laughs) developing in all the ways (laughs) gagging seriously seriously no sorry if you're 18 listening (laughs) (laughs) I don't hate you I'm just saying like no it's just that you're not (laughs) done yet you're like you're still developing and that's awesome (laughs) develop on but like yeah no it was yeah and so oh god so yeah the the, obviously the brother comes to visit and he's a well-to-do person but he's kind of unsightly and creepy yeah. And he yeah, he immediately decides, Oh, Heather, um, why don't you come work at this school? Yeah, I'm gonna help you get a job so you can be a respectable person at this school. But really, you guys, we know what he wants because that's what every man wants from Heather, and he wants to rape her. And then he wants to employ her in a brothel because the school never existed. It's a brothel. Yes, it is a brothel, and he knows she's damn sexy, and he's like, After I use you, I would like to sell you to other men who can use you, and then I will benefit from this she's super happy and she's like uh getting the fuck out of here Thanks, <laughs> unk. Thank you, unk. i gotta go i'm gonna go pack my bag and she's ready in like two seconds um and then the aunt's like thank god you're leaving and um so it's, it's it seems like a good deal but, of course, when they get to London, it becomes v- very clear. Because he has, like, this dressmaker come in and Ugh. make her dresses. And the dressmaker is also a very creepy, kind of, well, like, slimy individual. Yeah, and he's a dressmaker. He's a dressmaker. So it's, <laughs> like, the guy is his assistant. He's there first, split, second, and away. But he'll be important Dress- later. Yeah, remember that dressmaker. Yep. So, obviously, this slimy, gross uncle makes it known to Heather. He invites her to dinner, and it's, like, very clear. He's, like, uh. First he puts her in a really sexy dress yeah like kind of see-through about the nipples kind of dress yeah and it, <sighs> yeah, and and thus we have the first sexual assault trigger warning of the book where he yes. kind of tries to come on to her and it's very aggressive and she, you know what i'm saying she ends up stabbing him you know sometimes you end up stabbing men that are trying to rape you and honestly like, he kind of fell on it good he fell yeah right he, first of all good second of all he fell on it it's his fault he, fell he ran her into her knife he ran into to her knife, knife ten times, times. Yeah. <laughs> so not even though but she because he was she just grabbed a knife and then he it was like, like a flopped. little paring knife yeah. for fruit or something right. <laughs> Barely a... (laughs) (laughs) Yep, and like he was really big and girthy, but somehow that got him right to the quick and and then he he fell fell down dead. And she was like, oh, oh shit. And she like... And then she just takes off into the night, right? She just runs away into the night, this like is a London, raccoon, by the way. Yeah, this is London, yes. and she's she's wearing this like really beautiful, voluptuous, sexy dress, and like, she runs beated, out into the night, gorgeous, stunning. And, and she's and, 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 like, we're thinking like running. Kate Winslet, yes, except, you know when she runs and she runs to the edge, and she's wearing that like bead beads out, everywhere, yes. except for this is in 1799, so and it's a little bit different that, in yes. style, but yes, right, stunning, very stunning very like that, stunning, stunning like, like Kate, that. you're stunning. And uh, yeah, so then she runs onto the night, and who does she run into? But these two sailors. Yes, and so basically she's running through the fog. She realizes she's by the docks, and she hears like, "Hey, you! Hey, like, wait up!" And she's like, "This is it. The police have come for me. I am done for. I have—they will know I'm a murderess." <laughs> and and so they come up to her, and they're like, "Come with us!" And she's like. I have to go with them. And she just follows I, I, I them. Know. They're just, well, they kind of like, well, they kind of like grab her by the arm and they're like, you're coming with us. We know, you know. But come she on. just like goes. Right, she, she doesn't just, fight it at all. She no. doesn't say anything. She doesn't say, who are you? Why? She's just like, this is what happens to me. I am evil. Right, and it's also 1799, where I don't think a lot of women really ran out in the streets at night, unless they were they oh sex workers, unless they were a sex worker, right? Which is what we find out they think she is, yes, and they're like going out to find a sex worker for their boss, Brandon Birmingham, who's the yes. captain of their ship. But yeah. they didn't, yeah, like so. So they're uh, like taking her out to the ship, and she's just like, "They're sending me to the colonies. This is a penal ship." <laughs> <laughs> she's just in her brain making up stories about what's happening she's to so, her she's like overwrought with guilt even though like she was absolutely just defending herself Um, I, I mean of course I don't think back then there was as nuanced of a look as crimes but, Yeah, you know still like, she was defending yeah, she, herself but. like we all know had she been caught out her fears were founded. They would have yeah. just been like, we don't care. You're a woman and you killed a man like, look at that and dress. a wealthy man. Look at that dress you're wearing. Who told uh, you to wear that? And she's like, him, yeah. actually. And they're like, send her to jail. Yes. <laughs> um. So, yeah, she just goes along with them to this ship where they bring her to this very attractive man. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeds to sleep with her. Yes, he's he's like oh ho ho. <laughs> it's like whoa. oh they've done good. <laughs> he's like they found me a beautiful young woman, and she's like, sir, I don't know what you're talking about. And like the entire time, she's like, what are you doing? What are whoa? What Why are you is your t- penis inside me? It, I don't know what's happening. It's it's very like plainly written, but not not like super raunchy. But it's like very much like he's like she's like stop it, and he's like ha ha, ha. and yeah. then like basically forces himself on her. Yeah. A couple times. Yes. A couple times. So like, there, there are lines like, um, she was too surprised to resist and hung limp in his embrace. She was in shock, which isn't... She- like, like I'm not, she describes, like, right. her disassociating. She saw herself as if from outside her body and felt with mild amusement his tongue parting her lips and thrusting within. Like, she totally disassociates in this time and is like, I'm over there, so I'm not experiencing this. I, the, like, I, I know, like, is this supposed to be sexy? Is This isn't titillating. No. But it's like, yeah, like, I understand, like, the idea of the bodice ripper, but... This is just straight up rape. Like, he straight up rapes her. And they don't shy away from it in the book. So Yeah, it's it's, just right there. Yeah. So that's a major warning for sure that they, that happens. This is all chapter one. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of work to make it, like, okay that he's done this. Because it's like, well, he thought she was a sex worker. (laughs) And then, like, he goes into this whole thing of, like, well, men have certain needs. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like... No. No. No, you no. fucking idiot. <laughs> my, and one of my other favorite things is like during one of the latter parts of the raping, um, there's a part where he's like naked in front of her and she just stares in horror at her first sight of a naked man. Right. It's like, as she lay and submitted to his pawing, her life passed before her as if she were dying, and she wondered what great evil she had done that the past years should have abused her so cruelly. Yet even Aunt Fanny's endless heckling would be better than having to lie here under this man's hands while he pleasured himself with her. Trapped.
1: Yeah. You this, guys. This is
0: how they're setting up the love story. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, like, it, it, it's... It, <sighs> That happens all night. And yes. then when they wake up in the morning, he's like, I'm going to do it again. Yep. And he's like, ha you shouldn't have, like, resisted me. So, and then at one point, I think it becomes very clear. He, like, does the number. He kind of puts two and two together. And she tells him, like, what are you talking about? I'm not a sex worker. I don't, they don't use these words, obviously. Yep. But, like, um... And he's like, oh, and doesn't he have, like, sex with her again? And he's like, you have to learn to like it or something? It, like, he decides that he's going to set her up as his mistress. Right. And he's like, he's like i got figured out. I got this covered, like, I love that I got to take your virginity. Because he does realize after he takes her that she was a virgin. And so he just thought that she was selling her virginity for top dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, well, you are now going to be my kept woman, Um, which is weird because he also knew that this was the last time he was coming over to London. Right. But I think he might have not sold the ship. Yeah, maybe he would have kept it because he wouldn't have wanted to stay home with his Louisa. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) no. it would have been the worst. Yeah, he's basically like, so she's like stuck in this fucking little ship. And he's like, listen, here's how it's going to go. You know, you're gonna be my late. You're gonna be my mistress. I'm gonna get you an apartment, dresses, and everything. And basically, like you will, you will, you know, you pleasure will want for nothing. You will want and for you nothing. Will pleasure you me, will pleasure me forever. And she's like, uh, okay, like, but not really. She's kind of like, oh, like uh-huh. plotting. How do I escape? How do yeah. I escape? And she does manage to escape. She does. She like, I mean, I will say, she kind of pulls a weapon on one of the, the sailors. He comes in, yeah. and she's like, don't. She It's a gun. She doesn't know how to use it. Yeah. And she, but she, she pretends she knows. She how. pretends to get out um and she gets back to her aunt's house yes which is very brave of her considering she just quote unquote murdered his her brother yes like and I, then I she gets back there. and they're like what how why are you back and she's like oh it didn't work out just, it didn't work out i i lost him at a fair so i'm back you know i lost you know so she like just passes out because she's like literally traumatized
1: Yes. And weeks go
0: by, right? Like a couple weeks go by. And yes. And then it becomes abundantly clear that she is with child. child. And it's actually her aunt. Her aunt's like, she gets naked and goes to the bath. And her aunt's like, holy shit. What? You're pregnant? Which is like, it's just playing into this evil asshole woman's hands because she already hates heather so to find out she's pregnant she's like great now what do i have to deal with yeah and they're like we're gonna go and she like breaks down tells her aunt what happened and she's like we're gonna go find that man and make him marry you yes and despite her being with this aunt that doesn't treat her well she i guess has friends of her father's that are very in good high up positions that claim that they would have loved to keep her as like their adopted daughter, but mm-hmm. for some reason didn't, and just let her be taken <laughs> by this abusive aunt. Um, but these people showed up, and they're all like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. we are going to force this guy to marry you. He has some power over the boats that are there. And like, if this guy mm-hmm. said the word, he could make sure that Brandon lost all his money. So Brandon very begrudgingly kind of shows up. And at first, he shows up, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to keep her as my mistress." Just like I planned. Thanks for finding my mistress. Thanks. And they're like, oh, ho, ho. oh, <laughs> ho, 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 no, no, sir. You are going to marry her. Because she's pregnant. She's well, and he knew she was pregnant before, and he's like, I'll keep her as a mistress. But no, you see, Heather mm-hmm. is the most pure, mm. wonderful, beautiful, innocent, amazing thing person to exist. <laughs> And so she needs to be married. She needs to be legitimate. Mm -hmm. It's important. Yeah. And I think he also, because there's like this little weird family meeting (laughs) and he shows up and he's kind of in the corner and he sees her and she's obviously like got a little belly. Uh And he's like, and he can see how the aunt treats her. And I think they tried to write it almost like he was kind of like, oh shit, fine, I'll take you. Because like, look at the shit you're dealing with with this aunt. He's just like, yeah, I will marry her. I will take responsibility. And that's it. Like, they're kind of arranged within, like, a day to be married. Yep. And it's, like, no one show Like, it's just a very small affair. There's, like, two people there. The Shotgun aunt, Wedding. Shotgun Wedding. They and didn't even read the bands. No, they didn't read the <laughs> bands. And he's, he's Kurt. curt. Let's, let's put it like yes. he's not he's, excited he's, to be blackmailed, quote unquote, into yeah. marriage. It's he's a little n- bit moody about this. He is moody walking down the aisle. He's moody walking out. And she's like, kind of like, uh, sir, it's not my fault. And he's like, I do not appreciate being blackmailed, Heather. And and he but he kind of has this like haughty attitude. Like, I guess you're my wife now. Yep, I guess this is what's happening. And And, um, we have a little bit of an interesting trope, I guess. Um, It happens in this and then it happens in the beloved series, Bridgerton, where he (laughs) makes a vow, Mm -hmm. a vow that he is going to make her rue the fact that she made herself be his wife, (laughs) that she would only be it in name and she wouldn't like have the pleasure of his body that she would basically be a servant. He, he makes this vow randomly. Um, he doesn't really keep it for that long. (laughs) Right. Well, because the wedding night, he's like, the, it kind of builds an anticipation where you think he's going to ravage her because he's kind of yes. like, well, well he'd my, been he, he's been ravaging her. He's been doing it. And and she has to, like, put on this nighty and like the aunt lady is not the bad aunt. The other person's like, this is how a wedding night goes. And she's like, oh, really, because I've already been fucking assaulted. Um, <laughs> and then when Brandon shows up, he's like, ha ha, I am not totally not going to rape you tonight. I'm just gonna make you like basically, you're not gonna be my wife, but in name. We're gonna go back to Carolina, and I guess you're my wife, but that's it. Yeah. And I don't think he realizes that she's like, cool. <laughs> wait, she hold- <laughs> is thrilled. <laughs> she's like, wait, so you're saying I get this great, legitimate name, this rich ass husband, yeah. and I don't have to fuck you anymore? Amazing. She's like, hell yeah. And it excited. worked out for me. And he's like sitting there like kind of like the the do, 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 do. he's like, it's hitting him that he maybe didn't make the best idea, but he has to kind of follow through with it now. Yes. Well, because he has to because he is a man. He's a man, true to his word, and he's not a, he's not a weak man. No. Nope. So he won't be blackmailed. Strong man. Strong man. So thus begins literally i would say 300 pages of just <laughs> tension because of course he's got to get back to america he's got to figure out what to do with this fiance he has yeah and so they he there's like there's a number of scenes where like he buys her some dresses and yeah they spend he, a long time in port they do just like, hanging out in port taking uh, baths yes baths, so you guys not a fucking baths in this book the the there's nothing quite like a good bath. Right. And especially in 1799. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And Shit. and especially like taking baths in front of your rapist or yes, <laughs> forced husband. He, he he like the the morning after they're married, he kind of he takes a bath in their wedding suite and he like basically is like come over here and wash me. Yeah. Like he's he's very like he's He's kind of like that alpha Duke personality, like, you're going to come over here and take care of me. And she's like, I guess. And she's like, scrubby scrub. Haha, you're kind of cute, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like as it goes on, she's, like, really excited to do these things. She's, like, hops to it when it's, like, getting ready to dress him or to help him bathe. Or- mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... I think she's probably really pleased that she doesn't have to. She might mean that thinks it's not going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And she plays into the whole domestic wife. And it plays in this whole stereotype that she's like the pure, perfect domestic wife. And yeah. Yeah. So, but that's like the first of many baths. She takes a bath like every fucking day. Yes. So this is just the bath is, I don't know what it is. Just an excuse for them to get naked in front of each other. Yeah. And at this point, there's a whole lot of her just like. Now she's feeling kind of secure and mm-hmm. safe because he made this declaration that he went not sleep with her. So she just, like, strips off her clothes in front of him. Like, despite her being, like, terrified of him and, like, abused by him, she's just like, nah, I'm just going to get naked in front of you. And she, like, kind of does it willy-nilly without thinking that, like this will have her, any effect her naivete is, is quite played. big it's played up very big too because it's kind of yeah. like you know they, they want her to you know she's the naive sweet innocent one he's the rogue yes do you have a quote you're gonna share with us well I I guess what I was thinking about um, was this is kind of then around the time where he is getting like he gets increasingly kind of turned on by being around her and like it's biological and his response at this time is then to run off and get blackout drunk and rage filled Mm -hmm. and then come back and like confront her about things and this was the point where he's like trying to explain to her Mm -hmm. that men have needs right and it is painful for them if they are turned on by a woman but cannot reach completion. And so she needs to, she needs to change her ways because he as a man has needs. He's just a man. Yeah, like because he's, I think they're about ready to take off on this two-month journey, because back then it took two months to cross the ocean on a boat. And yeah. he's like, I'm gonna have to stay in a bed in one room with this woman who like he he describes her body it's just like the most beautiful supple thing and he's like i don't think she understands like i can't i how what am i gonna do i'm a man and so he just he he gives her like a little yeah. ted talk about yeah. the fucking <laughs> like I, don't, I was so angry <laughs> i was so angry at that i was like no like yeah, i'm and- sorry are you frustrated masturbate you know how you know how you don't need to put your penis in a person to reach completion. I I know how you can solve this. I, right. You can yeah. handle this. Yeah. And yeah just. She's. It's, I don't think it helps. She doesn't walk away from that conversation with very much information. She's kind of mostly like. What? Yeah. She still doesn't understand. <laughs> like, what? I know. It goes completely over her head. And he's like. Gah. You know. And. It's a painful couple months for Brandon, let's put it that way. (laughs) Because those blue balls. His his balls were like royal sapphire, speaking of her eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) So he, it's like that part of the book. um, And this is like this part of the book when they're on the ship and they finally take off. This is like the part of the book where I was like, okay, like if you took out all the other parts, I guess this part, I don't know. Because they, they do tend to, they learn to work together because Living on a boat in 1799 is not pretty. Like, it's not, no. like, it's not a, it's not a fucking princess cruise, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they do not like slides. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's, like, one of those cruises where they got There's, stuck on it and then they were, like, had no energy or electricity out in the middle of the ocean. It, it was like that, but normal. That was <laughs> yeah, just that how was just it was. Everything that was just how everything was. And, and, and like, but... You know, and he, bring, he one of his like sailor mates. I don't know the word is. What do you call it? One of his his name is George. Like, George, right? George, yeah, it's like, like his servant. His, his servant. His manservant. It, like, I don't. He's his smee. His smee.
1: Yeah, like, like smee.
0: <laughs> he's Captain Hook, and she is like the That's most naive Wendy darling ever. Yes. So anyway, like he, um, George is like he brings a bathtub on the boat for her. Yeah, randomly, it's do just like. Like, I don't know shit about 1799 or Regency or Georgian. That was not an easy thing to do. No! Getting hot water? Yeah. What were they doing? Well, and the whole thing is they didn't even end up using that for most of the boat voyage. They didn't really use it, like, till toward the end. They ended up going through this big Ice. storm. He and towards to the time. end of the storm... There it wasn't as like chaotic upstairs, but there was still like rain falling. And so George put out a tarp to gather the rainwater so that he could make a fresh bath for Heather. Oh, that's right. This woman is just so hard? amazing that people are gathering rainwater for her to bathe in. <laughs> that is some fine pussy. That- You know you have a fine pussy if someone's gathering fucking rainwater for your ass. And he's just... That's just George. It's not even like her husband. No. So the the boat is an interesting experience. And they have a lot of conflict. There's a lot of, like, they both want to ravage each other at certain points, but they don't. There's tension. It's actually quite interesting. And there's also this weird thing where... They get into a fight because he's a hard-ass head fucking idiot. And she ends up sleeping against a wall. and A window. A window in a fucking like ice storm. Yes. And then she gets a terrible fever. <laughs> of course. And she's like most things in 1799. She's like just in a fever fucking haze for four or five days. And mm-hmm. Brandon is taking care of her because yes. they're trying to play with this idea that he is a rogue. He's a an alpha. Just a Lothario. But, but he's good at heart. He's a good at heart and he's, he does care for her. Mm-hmm. And this is also the time where he makes that one quote where he's like thinking about the differences between Louisa, his like <sighs> silly, plain. Oh, is this when he thinks about the fact that he's like yeah. in awe of the fact that she is, he has impregnated this woman? And he's like, yes, I slept with Louisa all the time and she never got pregnant. It's so all it took was just like one time with sweet, supple Heather, and so clearly, she just, this she just is like, the best experience. She was and, just so fertile, like oh, that fertile body. It's it's. This is how it is. We're not even like make. This is not made up. This is like the fucking shit this book yeah. In and that made me feel icky because I felt like it was like. Shaming women that are more independent women that don't want to necessarily Mm -hmm. get with child because it's kind of then mentioned that Louisa, she didn't just sleep with him, she was sleeping with many men, she was having a good old time. So I'm pretty sure she was doing ye old timey birth control the best she could. Ye old timey birth control, good for you, girl. But not only that, it also kind of shames women who. Or I guess anyone, uh, you know, the can't a bear wound, child. That, yeah, that can't bear a child or has, has infertility issues. And it's like, you're a fucking dick. Like, <laughs> fuck off. Like, no one wants to go away. Just put your cock away and get Seriously. out. Seriously. So he was like, but anyway, yeah, he was he's starting to, like, idolize Heather in this way. He's like, she is perfect woman. She is the perfect domestic wife. Oh, and such I a am domestic so happy to have her. And anyway, in her fever dream is also when she basically she's like all hallucinating because yep. they didn't have fever reducers back then. So <laughs> you just sweated it out and she admits to murdering somebody. And yes. So they just- don't really tell you this. No. Like it's like it's telling you that she's dreaming of these things. But um, later on, it comes out, obviously, that she said these things aloud. right you know that she did and but she's not really aware of it but he's kind of like just sitting there listening to her and this is not the first like this happens this is this should be a trope like fever oh (laughs) confessing things in your fever Fever dream yeah like fever dream confessions is a trope yes new trope (laughs) (laughs) i love it yeah so yeah it was it's pretty good but yeah so she does get better but he's he, he In his all his alphaness, he's, like, kind of mad at her that she let herself get sick because that's his baby oh. and, you know. Yeah. so but She's got to protect they, that they child th- of his, that son. They cherish each other more at the end of this. And they, they are a little bit more of a team once they get off that boat because oh. two months on the fucking ocean with Brandon Birmingham, I I don't know. I, I, I there, There's the strong heroine. <laughs> she had to <laughs> live through that, I guess. But, yep. Oh, my goodness. So, so then they get back to then they're finally back in South, South Carolina. South Carolina where we have a very uh angry fiance. Well, <laughs> at, first, at first she's at first she's she, thrilled. she knows nothing. Yeah. Like he didn't think to send a, a a letter. A letter? Nope. Or Anything in up ahead of him to be like, like hey, Like they we hung have to out talk. for a month at least in Port before they after he married her before they left and he didn't think to send some sort of so you have to imagine he shows up and she's there louisa's there with his brother and they're like oh you're home and 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 he's like hey and then like out walks heather three to four months pregnant at this point yeah Uh. and they what was the most infuriating part of this was that brandon kind of was like yeah we have to talk or how does he tell her i forgot how it was like he said he just calls her out in front of them all like he doesn't pull her aside this is my wife yeah he's just like this is my wife and louise is like what what What? but we are in Gage. Yeah, and she's, like, trying to do the math, and it's, like, that music from TikTok, like, dun 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 dun, dun. <laughs> that music from TikTok, <laughs> where she's, just, like, what? How fucking dare you? Uh. <laughs> and, and it's, like, they go back, like, and then it's, like, the most awkward afternoon ever, where they go back to Louisa's house mm-hmm. and, like, have a weird tea, and Louisa's, like, so, you're, um you're so young and beautiful and um and yeah. the, the brother's like making jabs at luisa and he's like hey your jealousy's showing and i'm like is am i on fucking crazy pills here yeah well it's like not only did he come back with a pregnant wife he came back with like a pregnant child bride basically She's 18 and, like, and he's like 35 or she something She was like a cough into 18 and he was like there in her life yeah. so it's yeah luisa's Rightfully very fucking angry, but the book really plays it off like that she's – it plays up this, like, weird slut-shamey aspect of her that she's, like – Like, she never deserves to be with him in a way. Yeah, she was never, like, his prize. Yeah. And, And, like, uh, yeah, their marriage was going to be one more convenience, but that was totally the norm of the time. Yeah. um, Like, even in the way that Heather is thinking about their marriage, like, she's, like, well. I was going to get married at some point to someone and it was never going to be about love. It was just going to be about you marry who you marry and you show up for that. So it's like, they yeah, make, they make Louisa kind of look like a gold digger, too. Like, is she they're mm-hmm. very much like she's searching out, you know, she wants Brandon's money. She already started spending some of Brandon's money, which he's kind of pissed about. But it's like it was for the fucking wedding. Yeah. Yeah. She was prepping for their wedding. <laughs> and then he's like, I guess I'll have to de- deal with these debts you've incurred. Oh, because she's, well, she's the worst. She's apparently the worst. So it's like, it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is really upsetting the way that that was handled. And it was just another situation where I felt like anyone, any woman that wasn't Heather was made out to be like horrible in some way, whether it be that she's unattractive or it's that she's a slut. Yes, and it's it's all against this like they're all compared to heather like as you know heather's this like blushing beautiful fertile young wife who's yeah. the perfect example Still of domesticated virginal, even virginal. though now pregnant <laughs> right and this is the part where i think you were this is this is where you were like i, I this kind of right about out. the point you tapped like, out. i tapped out um, cuz they're then they're buying a mill and they're redoing a mill and other people are trying to rape her again. Like oh, yeah. any man that comes into contact with Heather just wants to rape her. It. It's not, I mean, that's not even an exaggeration. Like there Everyone. is, yeah, the, it's, there's a lot to unpack in like the last three quarters of this book because it's like, this is where they try to bake in this like weird murder mystery plot. And it's terrible. Like, I mean, first of all, I don't even know where to begin with anything here but first of all Brandon and his family own a plantation. Ooh, okay. Yeah, we have a Pemberley moment here. <laughs> it's 1799, okay? So there is there's slavery like yep. and his main house maid, house hattie yeah. Hattie. Oh, like she's she like basically runs she the house. She runs the house. Yeah. She's an older black woman ha- the way Kathleen wrote it, it is the and like just the um, classic mammy stereotype. Yes, it is that, and it's it's deeply offensive, and it's like it's very uncomfortable to read. Like the entire time, I was just like, <sighs> I mean, it was like literally yeah. it, everything from the dialect that the was written in it to to the attitude, like. It was bad. It's the slave that wants to be the slave. It was very, very, yeah, it was deeply problematic. And it was like, it was just not, oh God, I mean, I can't even like put it in word, It's not okay. And so I was like, okay, there's, that's going on. And then there's the continued like rape of Heather by everybody or assaulted. Everyone. Every fucking one. Like it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and (laughs) you can definitely see some. You can see that Kathleen really loved Gone with the Wind. I feel like the character was very similar to kind of how um, the Scarlet. No, the uh, uh, the slaves were very similar to like the doting slaves in Gone with the Wind, like the lady that can't birth no babies, like that horrible line, right? I've never seen. Comic- oh, you've never <laughs> seen <laughs> Oh my god! I'm so sorry. <laughs> they have. So they have. Right. The- I know the basic premise. I understand. There's also some very damaging and toxic stereotypes there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I encourage you to do. Like, there's a lot of research to be done here about like how damaging these stereotypes are, mm-hmm. and it's. Yeah, I I, I agree. Like, it's probably yeah, very much. I'm and sure there was a weird kind of disconnect in that. So when he bought this mill and he went and got a foreman for the mill, the foreman's like, I would love to work with you, but I need you to know that I will not work with slaves. And Brandon is like, no, I agree. Like, I don't want to have slaves. And I'm thinking to myself, you have slaves in your house. (laughs) Like, okay, you're going to have this mill, which is going to be run instead by Paid employees. That's that's great. Um, that's very forward thinking of you. But you still have slaves in your house. So I don't understand, like, why this is supposed to make me think that you're a good person. Because <laughs> I just don't. I, oh my god. It's like it just. It's so. It's it's yeah. Like they He's trying. Like the, it's like. Is that like a weird way to make him look somewhat more progressive? That he's like, oh yeah, me neither. But like, what? Yeah, right. Because you Hattie has the house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's. I mean, she's not paid. (laughs) It's, it's a lot. And it's just, it's, it's bad. And that's why it's like, that's why I was like the boat part of the book. I was like, okay, like there's tension and weirdness, Mm -hmm. but this is, I would take that over this. So it was like, yeah, um, this, this is the part of the book where people start getting murdered too. Yup. Yeah. This is, yes. So the first person was just like a girl, one of the many girls that. Was in love with Brandon. Brandon. Um, Yeah, she was like a younger woman, but she was like kind of mousy, like but like an older, almost like spinster age, according to 1799 standards. Oh yeah, yeah. And and the mom wanted thirty. She was probably thirty. So old. (laughs) Yeah. The mom wanted to marry her off, and was very pissed at church when Heather came first. That first church Sunday service or whatever. The worst. Um. Anyway, but now that Brandon's not available, (sighs) she. Also became mm-hmm. a little bit of a liberated female. She started dating around and, I mean, good good for her. But she but not up, good for her because she ends gets ends up, murdered. She gets murdered. <laughs> and they all think it's this, like, creepy guy who used to run the mill and, mm-hmm. you know, is known for, like, sexually assaulting people and things like that. And she was... And they all think it was, I mean, they think it's Brandon, of course, first, because the cops come and they're like, you're the last person who saw this young woman. And he was like, yeah, she came up to me in the street and was like acting very strange. And I think what he meant to say was she was acting like a sexually liberated woman. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, just That's like, weird. Hey, Brandon. was like, <laughs> hi. And she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> she was just like kind of out having the time she was out like yeah. you know and he was like god she was acting strange <laughs> <laughs> oh no um yeah so this is happening mm-hmm. this um did, she gets, did the she baby is born right the baby is born um that's a whole thing. He that's a whole thing. So <laughs> Of course the baby is a boy. Like it's a honestly boy. because they were talking about how much like that it was gonna be a boy and had to be a boy, I was like, I want this baby to be a fucking girl. Yeah. Be a course. girl. <laughs> be a girl. Be Italian. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, be italian yeah it's a song reference i don't yeah. actually want to i mean the baby is definitely not italian so <laughs> but yeah the baby's born and of course like it's a it's just a it's a step up for him and her in their relationship because yeah she's a, a mother now She's the a mother, mother he of a child awe he's of an her awe of her which i mean he damn well should be yes but i mean what she yeah she does childbirth mm- amazing no, fucking painkillers No painkillers okay and it's actually 1800 but whatever heather is so just wonderful and perfect she's strong she she handled that childbirth and that body it snaps right back it to that virginal right state oh yeah super tight she didn't have any any um stretch marks none she, didn't have any. she is perfect I mean, he's like astounded. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Of course, he still hasn't had, fucking had sex with her since he raped her yeah. nine months prior. Um, <laughs> it was weird. It was like I felt like it, did Kathleen feel like she couldn't write sex between? I mean, you know, when you have sex with a pregnant lady, you might like poke the baby or something. <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> I feel like is that what she thought? Because, I, I mean, yeah, the last thing any person probably wants to do in like when they're nine months pregnant is like have sex with an alpha male. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe <laughs> read books with it. OK.
1: Well, and I know <laughs> there's
0: certain times in pregnancy where your hormones are very present and you're like, I want to be touched in all the ways, maybe. please. Yeah, totally. So. But I mean, they just they kind of. She, she was like once I get my body back I'm gonna like seduce this man this is uh, all the, that's a turning point too once I get back to America and she she kind of sees this big house she has now yeah she is lady like, the house. oh she's I like, really like him now yeah. I don't know why it was a very Pemberley moment yes so yeah she's now you know she had the baby and like I, I forgot if the if the woman gets murdered before or after she has the baby. But the, basically mm-hmm. she has the baby and it's like a shining moment. The baby's name is Bo and whatever. And, um, of course, it's a boy. And then after that is when, I think that's when the young woman gets m- murdered. And then they have a party. As one does after murder. I don't, yeah. It was not really well timed from what I remember. But, of course, you know, her body is snapped right back. Gorgeous. So she wears this vavoom dress to the party. And you know what? Men want to rape her. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. crazy. You're kidding. It <laughs> continues? It continues. Brandon's, like, when he sees a dress on her, he's just, like, literally, I feel like steam came out of his ears. He's like... <laughs> How feels- dare you let others see your body, which belongs to me? Mm-hmm. Even though we don't have sex when we sleep in separate rooms. Yeah. Um, so that the party, of course. Oh, my God. The brother is the brother's even making creepy comments like, baby, if you weren't Brandon's, you'd be busier right now than <sighs> oh. you were. I don't it's just creepy comments where I'm like, you're his brother. He's like a walking me too. They all (laughs) are. But he especially is like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Time's up, bitch. Like, it was bad. So basically, like, at the party, of course, this dude who's been eyeing her all night. Tries to rape her. Tries to rape her out on the terrace. And so Brandon's like, how about I rape you out on the terrace? (laughs) (laughs) He rips the guy off him and throws him. And the guy's like, oh, shit, and runs. And then, like. Brandon's like, listen. He may not, he may have had a hard time getting out of his britches, but I won't. And you're mine, Heather. And how you know this is done. This is done. And that's when um, he takes her up against a tree and he ravages her. And she likes it. She likes it. She kind of finds herself I getting mean, giddy and excited. I was planning to seduce you, so if you want to do this now, up right. against this tree. <laughs> let's and. do it. Right, and then he just kind of storms off. He's so angry. He doesn't finish, of course. He isn't, you know, he's trying to, he's basically mad at her. Teaching her a lesson. Right. That's when he makes the, when I snap my fingers, you will come thing. He's like, you only belong to me. And then they both go upstairs because they don't want to go to the party anymore. They can't (laughs) handle it. They're too jealous. (laughs) I don't know why I don't feel like doing the party anymore. (laughs) Louise is there, and she's obviously a rouge, and Heather hates her. She's like, oh, she's going to try to steal my husband, even though he's made no... He does not He doesn't give a fuck about Lisa, Louisa anymore. He probably no. should give more of a fuck about her. He yeah. doesn't. Anyway, they were friends. <sighs> he should care. He goes up to the room, and this is when everything changes. Right? He everything changes. He basically has a conversation with his wife, and he says, "Listen, I did wrong. Um, I tried to say that I didn't want to have sex with you. That was a lie. <laughs> Survey <laughs> says that was a lie." <laughs> <laughs> Results, ding, dance, ding, ding. Yeah. Um, and I just can't hold back anymore you're my wife and so from tonight from now on I will take you to my bed you can either go willingly or not willingly Heather it's up to you I bid you adieu and yeah. he walks out like I'm, I'm coming s- back in I'm sorry I raped you before Um, I'm sorry that I then told you I wouldn't sleep with you and I am going to start raping you if you do not <laughs> show up for this it's like, I mean... Uh, true love, I think. <laughs> Sign me up. No. So he, he he goes in the other room and he's like, listen. He's like, oh, she's definitely going to turn me down. And then he, the, the, the line, oh, it's come to rape again. He's like... <laughs> oh, no. But at least this infernal waiting will be over. Uh-huh. And he goes in and she's like... I'm ready. And he's like, hell yeah. Okay, fine. Cool. I, I want you. I love you. And then he's all like, I love you, Heather. And of course they have like, sex, sex, (laughs) very flowery worded sex, right? It's like loving sex and it's, but it's still very, it's like, it, it becomes violent of course, because it's who Brandon is. He can't, He's, well yeah he start first he starts like nudging against her oh what is he <laughs> wait, what is, <laughs> what? You had the page up I oh no okay. oh my goodness it was like he, he gently um gently starts like prodding uh, against her and he can't searching gently searching. gently searching he and then takes his dick and he's gently what? searching like just it, it it is it here is it here it makes it seem like he's kind of on the lookout for where her vagina is <laughs> and, and then it just, she helps guide him into her nest. Yeah, but what I was <laughs> saying to Rachel when I read this, I was like, do you remember that game Operation? Like- <laughs> <laughs> Not there! Wrong hole! <laughs> <laughs> and he, he um, finally finds it, I guess. And yeah, it's like, after a lot yeah of- and then it's talking about like them coming together passionately but yeah and it's like it turns violent so it's like even when they're having sex it's like and then violence ensues i think she just should have written like it it turned very passionate or something like a lot of thrusting yes right but But no she uses the word violence (laughs) it's i guess that's that's more titillating Mm. uh, for the audience anyway so yeah and then they both come and it's like la 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 yay um at this point, they are fully like that annoying couple from yeah. the rest of the book on. They are annoying as fuck. They're yeah. like, she, at one point, Louisa comes over and oh, like, Heather. Triggered. And she's always triggered. She fucking hates him and she needs like Brandon to do like, uh, like afterwards, after Louisa leaves, she needs Brandon to come hold her because she's so triggered by Louisa. And it, she should be because you fucking yeah. ruined this woman's life. Yeah. Um, Louisa comes over and, like, Heather makes sure to, like, not stop breastfeeding in front of her. And, like, Louisa can't help but, like, watch her breasts, like, feed their son. And Mm -hmm. she wonders if Louisa... It's sad, honestly. Like, that could have been her. And it's, like... You're writing this kind of like, it's a big, like, fuck you to Louisa, but it's like, actually yeah. quite sad. Like, look at me feed this child with my boobs. You can't do that. You aren't feeding br- a Brandon son. You sleep son. with all the men but have no child. Yeah. You disgust uh, me. It's, like, sad. Um, yeah. Then, that you know, like I said, the girl gets murdered. And if you're confused. Louisa gets murdered. Louisa gets murdered, too. Womp. Womp womp. It's. It's I know, and it's 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 confusing to explain because it's all packed into like fifteen to twenty percent of the last book. Like, yeah, they go to the theater, and Louisa. This is before Louisa gets murdered. They go to the theater, and Louisa's there in a beautiful dress, which is the rape dress, but obviously right. not the same one, built in the style of it, because obviously no one has as good of a body as Heather. So Louisa yeah. definitely had to get it. A yeah, one the made. dress is a whole thing because like that's the dress that Brandon first bedded her. And that word, that verb, it's more like raped, raped her and had sex yeah. there in that dress. And then she ended up bartering, bartering it, it to, to like make a, him a, a robe, to make him a rope for Christmas. And, he and was, then he got really mad. angry. Yeah. He's like, that dress was my dress. It had very specific memories for me. Yeah. Remember that time I raped you in it? It's just bad. My dress. Yeah, it's bad. So, um, basically, Louisa shows up to the theater one time and she's got the dress on because she, of course, bought it from a dressmaker in town. And they they make a note to say, like, that her her nipples were rouged. Yes. So you could see through the desk and see her... Like, See her rouged nipples. Was this a thing in something? I don't know. She's like, such a slattern. Is, yeah. So um, they're all very triggered, and then of course the dressmaker is also there with Louisa. And guess who the dressmaker is? <gasps> Do you remember? An hour and a half ago,
1: when, <laughs> when there
0: was a random assistant. When there was a random assistant who who was helping her cre- her uh, evil aunt. That was her uncle. The her evil, evil uncle, evil aunt's brother, her uncle. Oh yeah, the creepy yeah. one. His dressmaker, who made her that dress that he brought her to dinner in, yeah, it's that guy turns out—he is out, here. Turns out he knows that she killed. Him. Yeah, and then there's lots of blackmail, blackmail, blackmail. and murder, and murder. blackmail. Poor Louisa gets murdered. Yeah, and raped and murdered, unfortunately. Which I mean, and it had to happen so that Brandon could get that land back. Oh. Because, you know, it was his family's land, but they had to sell off some of it. So, really, it should have belonged to him all along. Yeah. Oh, was, I hate this so much. I hate it. I hate it. So, basically, yeah, it's like she's giving away all the jewels. Heather's giving away the jewels, this dressmaker, because he's like basically like, if you don't give me jewels, I'm going to tell your husband what you did, and I'm going to tell the town what you did. And she's like, I'll lose everything, and my son. So, she hands over the jewels. And then, at one point... Louisa gets murdered, and Brandon's the last one to see her. So the cops come over, and they're like, listen. You keep being the last one little, to see these murdered you women. You little rascal. You what? what have you doing? been doing? What have you been doing out there? Are you... You've been sleeping around You're again. You're such a rascal. You're so good come at sleeping jail. with women. Come to... You have to come <laughs> with us. You have to. Come on. Just get in the car. Get in the car. You want a cigar? Yeah. Stop and Get a cigar on the way. Like, literally, the cops are so nice to him for being an intended murderer. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, kind of walks out of the house. He's like, I'll take care of it. And Heather's like, no, my husband's name must be cleared. I know what I have to do. And she decides to take off in the middle of, like, a, a thundering rainstorm across the land on a horse to go to Louisa's house to, like, find, I don't know. Some t- sort, sort, of sort of something. Yeah. Proof of Proof that her husband's innocent. And, of course, who is there but the dressmaker? Oh. And the dressmaker's like, you figured it out. I did it. <laughs> I raped Louisa and I wanted to be with her and she just used me and she knew that you did it too. And I, she was gonna tell Brandon that's why he came over here, but he found her dead. Oh and it was me. I did it. And now I'm gonna rape you. Yeah. And I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And I don't like know what the point of any of this is because I'm like, oh. is his point what's he gonna What's he gonna get out of all of this? This. I don't know. I don't think he's going to get any riches anymore if he kills Heather. No. I mean, he'll have some really nice sex, I guess. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty violent. Like, he doesn't actually successfully assault her, but he... You, <laughs> that's a weird term to use with assault. <laughs> it's, it's, successful assault. It's, that's really weird. Sorry. So, he doesn't actually... Um, he, he attempts, but um, he... You know, of course, he's stopped by Brandon, who, <gasps> who got out of jail. Because well, why would they keep him the there? Po- the poker game ended. He's such probably. a good guy. The poker game ended, and they're like, "You get out of here. You stop it. You, you just stop, stop murdering women. Stop I'll, it." I'll see you later, Brand. Anyway, so <laughs> he gets out of jail, probably like with a cigar in his mouth, and like runs to get to save his wife. Mm-hmm. And when he finds out this guy is there, and he's he's it's like a louises house. We have to remember too that she was just murdered in it. So, like, yeah. She's like, I mean, her body's gone, but it's like basically it's a all fresh shuttered. Murder and scene. Yeah. It's like shuttered and it's raining and it's like the power's out. It's 1799, actually. There's no power. <laughs> 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 you know, when the power's out in ni- 1799, it's very unfortunate. It's- the candles are all out, so it's, like, dark and damp. The and anyway. lights are all turned down, though. Sure. And basically, there's a fucking fight to the death, man. These two guys go at it, and Brandon cannot handle that someone just put their hands on his wife. he um, sees red. Not his wife, his perfect, pure, beautiful Heather. So these guys basically do get out to the death, and the guy tries to escape on a horse and then, like, gets his head smacked by a tree branch and dies. Um, So that's good. That saves Brandon from being a murderer. Because now the dead guy, I guess, did it. They can just pin it on him. Even though he did do it, I'm not really sure how he can confess to doing it. Yeah. But the cops don't care, trust me. So So it's wrapped up in a tiny bow. bow. And they go, like, she tends to Brandon's wounds and, like, then they, like, whisper sweet nothings in a spare bedroom in Louise's house because they don't leave. Yeah. Literally, giggle and fun. They giggle and fondling each other in candlelight about— In the murder house. In the fucking— house. And I can't believe if they have Oh, right. They do have sex. She like it's on top of him. She oh, like has sex on top, like rides. What? Him. In Louisa's. How progressive house, of her. I guess. I I'm I feel like I'm not. I don't him. think I'm making this up. Why? I don't know. It's reselective if I did. I just <laughs> started blacking out by the end of it. <laughs> i was so angry. I was at this point. I was just like trying to like read as fast as I could, because I was like, oh my god. Okay. Like how are there more pages? It's how over. are there more pages? I was like, it's over. Okay. Okay. <sighs> You breathe, you guys. the flame of the flower, everyone. Oh. <laughs> so i I hated so much about it, but you it it is a work that changed the genre. It changed the genre, it made it to where like sex was being explored more. There were even like at that time the covers started having like the man and wife together and they actually drew all the covers to be attractive to men because the men that owned the bookstores were the ones buying the books to then like get to the women. So like they were trying to make the book covers attractive to men. So that's why when you look at those old timey Mm -hmm. covers, like with the like really sexy woman with like her clothes falling off of her and like, nipple shining through her dress like yeah rouged nipples rouged nipples. that's a new one for me i mean i've rouged my nipples all the time really no cool <laughs> i don't know that they need extra color they're pretty colorful all on their own the rainbow like a rainbow, <laughs> like a rainbow. <laughs> um cool so yeah i yeah it was i'm sure that was i mean it was pretty i'm sure it was um Titillating for the time, but in for the 2021, time. sorry, yeah, in 2021, it's forever 2020. It's not, <laughs> we're stuck. <laughs> it was just more so, really painful and offensive. So, yeah, and you can still also see, kind of, even now with some modern stories, things that are still happening. Like, we've luckily mostly stepped away from you know the slavery being portrayed in that way. But, like, I would say there's a lot in this book that reminded me of things that happened in Outlander. Like, it's still... I haven't caught up with Outlander, so that's why I'm I'm like, well... uh, I was like, they even end up going to South Carolina as well, basically, eventually. Like, they go to South Carolina, and I feel like it even started the same way with them. They were a forced proximity thing. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't like each other in the beginning, and then they were forced to get married. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then eventually... A deep, soul-shattering love grew. Um, yeah, except like in Outlander, f- from what I remember, he's like a v- a good person. <laughs> like, he is. He's J- yes. his name's Jamie. Jamie. Right? Jamie is Jamie a, good, like a person, really good person, and he's been through lots of traumas. But it's interesting to me yeah. that you see a lot of the same themes that yeah, kind of happen. These, things, these some of these like they've yeah. continued on. Um, and then even in this one, they so they go to South Carolina and they do encounter like. A plantation mm-hmm. and and i do have to say i mostly watched the show i read the first two books about like, lander yeah in high school okay so i f- vaguely remember them but i've watched a lot of the show up through the fourth season and like they do go to a plantation but like it's kind of nice because you have claire who's from the future being all like i don't like the slavery slavery is bad <laughs> Right. So very yes. like, as I was reading this, I'm like, this reminds me of Outlander, but without like the voice of reason making things yes. better. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's uncomfortable. And it's, yeah. And I'm, you're right. Like some things are, were st- there's still a lot of work to do around, you know, that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it, in this book, it was just, it was too, it was too much. It was not great. Yeah. No, not good. So deeply offensive. If you enjoy romance novels and you have that curiosity around what made them what they are today, maybe give it a look-see. Read this book for science. For science. Do not read this book for enjoyment. Yeah. Or maybe a good hate read. Right. Read this book if you're like, what not to do. Yeah. You know, um, or, you know, inspiration for, like I said, like what I guess started some of the bodice ripping movement, but... Yeah. I and, mean, yeah. And maybe you don't read it at all if you have a history of sexual trauma, like yeah. sexual abuse. Tra- like, like we mentioned, like the rape is just so prevalent in this. And then it kind of like looks at the answer to this rape is then for this woman to be forever with mm-hmm. the person that raped her. <laughs> and that is just. Or that, like. It- it's like, was it all that bad? Kind of yeah, question well, mark. I mean, you know, did that's you like actually kind of want it. Sort of, yeah, I guess it's like the, the it seems cruel. You know, it's almost like in the end, she loved him. It was just super gross. And Yeah. I I think like, and it's interesting just how far. The author went to really show you how miserable she was. There's a scene in the beginning where she's like looking out the window at the ocean, and she's like, I wonder if the sea could end my pain. If, you know, like basically I if I could just throw myself she in the water. She was contemplating committing suicide. If I had the nerve, she said. If I had but the nerve, could the ocean could the sea put an end to my problems? Like Yeah. I mean, so the When we said the, you read the one where it was like she laid there as if dying. It's like she hates him at certain points. And it's like, it's deeply uncomfortable to read, you know? And if, yeah, if you have a sexual assault history, be very careful with this book if you're reading it for science. Yeah. And (laughs) just the speed with which she went from that deep hatred to liking him. Like, cause I feel like. Pretty early, they started planting the seeds of, like, oh, but I actually kind of like him. And, Mm -hmm. like, it took a while for it to become that full-fledged thing, but it still went way too fast Mm -hmm. (laughs) for me for her getting to that point, like, when she was planning to seduce him. I was just like, but no. Mm -hmm. Why? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it it was... There's a lot there. Yeah, he's, She I mean, he's not likable like he's and I, I for one, like I will be fully honest. I like reading a good alpha. I like, oh, yeah. you know, I like a good alpha in the sheets of beta in the streets. <laughs> 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 and um, basically, you know, but this was like he just was like, I don't even think he was interesting. Like I didn't find him at all interesting. I thought he was kind of. Boring and bland and just, like, he was a control freak. Well, and it was the same thing with Heather, I thought. Like, all that she was was a beautiful person. Mm -hmm. Like, people... It it seemed like all the other characters saw so so much more in her. And I'm like, she has no personality. She has no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, strength. And I wonder if I can find the one thing. But there was a point... Where someone was, like, standing up for her and said, listed out why she was good. And it was all that she was beautiful. And I was like, where is the actual depth Depth to this? Like, you, you're, it can't just be, she's beautiful. No, stop. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, like. And I, I get even defensive of her in that place where I'm like, you know, that's not all she is. Like, mm-hmm. she's been through a lot and she's, you know, learning and I don't know, you know, but it's just the way she's presented, at least in the book. It's it's hard to form an emotional connection to her because she's just like a beautiful maternal little. Yeah, person. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So it, it was—it <clears throat> was a tough read. A lot of it, it was like it was like a problematic stew of shit, and yeah. So read with caution, and again yeah I would only read this book for science I would never read it again I would yeah. never I would never pick up any of her other books no. in the series and I guess like some people who found this book to be really problematic as well loved her other books like Shana S-H yeah, Shana, I, Shana I forgot apparently that's Shana's like a to be much amazing better one. this was her first book yes so, so I mean, it could have grown maybe she could have gotten better but I, I'm not really willing to throw the dice <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm, you know, kind of like okay. I read it. Now I know. I sort of wish I didn't, but hopefully this was helpful <laughs> to hear about it. Maybe like this could be if you don't want to read the book. I don't know. We could have said this at the beginning. <laughs> <If you> don't <laughs> want to read the book. Maybe you can just listen to this episode. Just listen to this episode. And, and if, you know, to keep and- from weeping <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's so many other things like and if you kind of like the style of historical romance and if you kind of like that alpha um, or that forced proximity and enemies to to lovers, you can do that without all the rape. Yes, you can. It's absolutely possible. It's done so beautifully in other books, some of which we've read. Yeah. And we you know, I feel like we could even like put out a list or something of like books where it's like you want you want an alpha who doesn't make you feel like shit like there's i mean if you go on goodreads even you can usually search if you have any sort of desire to read a romance book for example all you have to do is search in like romances with and like a fun loving alpha yeah goodreads the the fucking saints and the heroes and hero heroes on Goodreads, they've made a list for you. Yeah. There is, like, all sorts of lists. Trust me. i spent a lot of time on Goodreads. <laughs> found many a list. I mean. With many a good recommendation. The next book we're reading is called Her Dragon Daddy. Okay? <laughs> for example. So yes. we have found many a shifter alpha as well. Like, so oh, yes. If you're looking for an alpha out there who doesn't, you know, have to be – this asshole alpha you can find them you can also find we got them for you and you can find like Mm -hmm. two virgins things like that like and i only say it because like you can find any sort of pair you're looking for it doesn't always have to be this the alpha duke and the virginal yeah woman it can be a lot so there's a lot more out there but this i guess it has its place Mm -hmm. as something or had its place in history and now maybe we can just look back on it and be like that's where things began. Let's do better. And, <laughs> very, very good. Let's, <laughs> let's do better, please. Like, yeah, so it's, uh, I feel like there's so much to say that we could say forever, but that's, I mean, that's kind of the gist of it. Like, that's the book and that's our qualms with it. And yeah, and we have, as we mentioned, some more exciting things afoot. That's true. Like her dragon daddy. Her dragon daddy. Yeah. I have I'm to admit, I already finished it. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet because you I just get, it? no, I haven't. Oh, okay. Or I haven't started it yet because I just gave up on this one today. Obviously, <laughs> and I was like, we just have to record it because I'm never going to finish this book. <laughs> I can't yeah. do it. Her dragon daddy. Yes.
1: I'm it's, so
0: excited. Yeah. It's um. It's it's bananas it's great it's like <laughs> it's just it's a shifter like fantasy romance with a dragon and yeah it's there's a lot what to we say. need right now just you know, it's need. just it was delicious to read in comparison to, to this the flame of the flower wonderful but yeah thank you so much for being here for listening um we are so excited, you guys. I have no idea. Like for those of you, I feel like we're at like three in the morning right now and like the few people who are still with us because it's like an hour and 28 minutes later. But yeah. we got an amazing message from one of our listeners. Yeah. At, at the end of each episode, we sit here and we're like, "Hey guys, how are you? I hope you're having fun. Let us know if you're there." <laughs> we had our first person reach out, Paige. Paige, you're amazing. Yes, you fucking made our day. Oh my goodness, we were texting each other yeah, and like, like I was giggling and I uh. was like, Rachel, <laughs> "Rachel, someone reached out. so cool." We have the have someone who listened and that we don't know the void yelled back oh it did <laughs> <laughs> and it said snackies <laughs> um but yeah thank you so much for listening Paige, and for reaching out if um you are enjoying things definitely reach out to us on instagram uh you can also reach us on gmail at a real bodice ripper at gmail Dot com, uh, We're on Twitter at ARBR Podcast. That's right. And uh, yeah, let us know what you want to read. Let us know what you think of the books we've reviewed. Yeah. Oh, I just, I think this is not really a review, is it? It and, is. Um, it, and I have no idea how iTunes reviews work, but if you're able to go on iTunes and review our podcast, that would be amazing. It let is us know very what you simple. I just iPhone, don't use iTunes. Because so. you don't have an Apple phone. It's true.
1: I have am disconnected
0: iPhone. from Apple, so I don't know how any of that works. It's so easy. It's like you scroll to the bottom of the podcast, and then you just click some stars. <laughs> so <laughs> I it, listen on Spotify. <laughs> that that's good too. But yeah, it's yeah. Give us rate and review us, please. We're looking for them five stars. It helps our program reach other people yeah. who want to hear about. Yeah, romance. and if you know other people that love reading romance and, and maybe also it. laughing about it and having a good old time recommend it let them know and thank you so much for being here yeah i feel like our podcast is very much like you can put us on in the background and hang out with you and yeah. get some wine and like we'll just talk to you about we'll talk some shit man and it's, yes so yeah so that sounds like a good time to you then us great too this is this is for you we can all cry together <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we hope you have a wonderful and safe day thank you for listening thank you and we'll see you soon with uh, i think her her dragon daddy yeah. so tune in next time to a, a real, real bodice, bodice ripper, ripper. Bye. bye thank you for listening to a real bodice ripper Intro, outro, trailer music is Air by D. Yan Key. You can find us and talk to us at the following Instagram at A Real Bodice Ripper, Twitter at ARBR Podcast, or email us at A Real Bodice Ripper at gmail.com. Take a care and many felicitations upon your household.